Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. So this is the first ever No Wasted Days podcast. Thought we'd uh, just take this first chance here to just kind of introduce ourselves and uh, tell you guys a little bit of story about how... uh, we decided to quit drinking and get sober and uh, kind of change a lot of aspects of our life. We moved out of the city that we lived in, out to a little acreage in Hudson Hope, British Columbia. And uh, yeah, so I'm Blaine Marion and uh, today's Boxing Day 2022 and I have just over two years sober. It's pretty crazy. I think back two years ago and oh, I'm a totally different person now and I just, uh, I kind of wanted to start this podcast to just show everybody that it is possible to get sober and you don't have to go to like AA meetings and you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I find that AA is, uh, I don't know. It's not for me. We'll just say that. Um, there's nothing wrong with those people that have to go to AA and that's the way they want to do stuff, but there is other ways to go about it and other ways to get sober without necessarily going down that path. Yeah. Would be cool to have a chip, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll make make you one. Yeah, I don't know. We can gift exchange them. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we live in uh, Hudson Hope, and uh, we named our uh, little acreage that we bought out here Macaroni Meadows, which uh, Macaroni is the name of our dog, which we actually got, what, two months before we stopped drinking? Uh, End of October, yeah, and we quit in December. So two months before... And uh, the reason we named our farm after her was getting sober. Like it was, it was not easy. Like it was hard, hard work. And uh, little macaroni, when she was just a baby, like she kept me motivated to keep going. I mean, like we went ice fishing all the time. She'd wake me up. We'd go for walks at six, five, six in the morning, you know? And uh, she was a big, big part of, uh, being able to get sober. So I thought what better way than to pay back a dog than, I mean, every dog loves a farm, right? So why not move her out to the country where she's got lots of room to run around and just be a dog. And that's pretty cool. And we should mention too, like when she was a puppy, she was not a good traveler. She was a terrorizer. (laughs) Everywhere we took her, she vomited. Uh, one time when we had uh, another dog who unfortunately passed away, she bought for reptile vomited all over that dog and myself. Um, so it was in the beginning, especially when she was keeping us on our toes, we were taking her out, we were going fishing, going for walks, doing all these different things. She was a terrible dog to take out. She is the sweetest, best traveler now, but she was a handful. Yeah, well, she's still a bit of a handful. She's still a handful, but at least she doesn't puke everywhere every time you take her in the truck. <laughs> yeah, she's a, an American Akita uh black lab mix and uh yeah if you want to see any of our macaroni meadows content we got a youtube channel and uh on facebook and instagram and stuff it's just kind of our daily life pretty much just what's going on where we live and a bunch of activities and adventures that we do but so yeah um anyways back to the uh uh sobriety stuff so before we quit drinking, I mean, oh man, life was so hard, like so hard. I, uh, I work in the oil patch and I have since, uh, a month before I turned 18, I'm what, 
32 now. Almost 33. Almost on. 33. So I mean, it's been a long, long ride. And oh man, it's already it's hard enough work. You know, you're out in the cold or the hot weather. You're outside. Sometimes you know, it's packing pipe and swinging hammers and and just to make it even harder. You know, you're hungover and but you get when you're stuck in addiction, you get stuck in this. Almost like a, I don't even know what cycle. Called. Like a cycle, yeah, a cycle. exactly, yeah. I mean, you you feel like shit. You go to work and you work it off or whatever, and you know you get home, you have a, a good night's sleep. You wake up the next day feeling, you know, you feel kind of all right, and you work again. By the end of the day, you feel good, so you get home and you reward yourself. You have some drinks, and next thing one lead, one thing leads to another, and it's. You know, two in the morning and you're shit face drunk. You gotta get up and clean at five. <laughs> you're lucky. So I mean, and yeah, that's if you're lucky. You know, you you need your sleep, and I was not getting it. And... Well, and it's more than just the drinking, right? Like the drinking just leads to such shitty choices. Um, and the hangovers, man. Like hangover, I used to get hangover anxiety that literally would rock my fucking socks for like two days. And then it just triggers the whole entire cycle of eating like shit, not exercising. Your mental health is literally just every time you drink and like bring yourself to that point, you totally off the hinges. Your mental health takes such a huge dip. Like oh, it's just yeah. no way to live. And that's just it, right? You get in that cycle. You start to feel a little bit better. You're like, oh, I'm feeling good. I've eaten some garbage and fucking laid on my ass and done nothing for two days. <laughs> Let's start her all over again, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, the hangovers, even if I didn't have to work, like, oh, I can remember like laying on the couch and it was hard just to like order food to the house. Like I didn't want to get off the couch to even like get it from the pizza delivery guy. Right. When like skip the dishes came out, I'm oh. pretty sure I like freaking did an Irish jig of like, yay, that yeah. will just bring me food right to my doorstep so I can just be a hungover piece of crap. Yeah, I definitely... Somebody told me one time that uh, anyone who gets sober doesn't regret it. And, oh, man, I do not regret anything. Not at all. Like, now, looking at my life now, I can... I have energy that never stops. Like, I still do the same thing. You know, I work in the oil patch. And, like, I usually work for roughly three weeks at a time and then have a week to... 10 days off or whatever. I mean, it's kind of all over the place, but when I, even when I'm at work, like, I mean, it's kind of hard when you're in camp to eat healthy, but I try my best and stick to like a workout program when I'm there and the work itself, you know, you're outside all the time and I have energy. Like I get up 5am, get up, get out of bed, have a coffee, breakfast, go to work. I'm good. Like all day I get back and I do a little bit of editing or uh, some other stuff, you know, and and I just can't believe like the energy that I have that it just seems almost endless. Kind of weird to say, but I mean, even when I go on days off, I get a little extra sleep. But but you're the same way. You're up at the ass crack, getting freaking having your coffee, taking the dog for a walk, and doing this, doing that, making your plans for the days. Like our your days off, your shots of days off go by so quickly. We always have stuff on the go. We're always doing stuff. Yeah. It's great, actually. I love it. It's so much better. Yeah, it's true. I I feel like maybe I'm trying to, like, make up for all the wasted time. I mean, Hell yeah. I kind of feel like I wasted my 20s. Totally. Like, 
yeah, we did some cool stuff. Like we traveled and we've been to Thailand three times and Mexico a handful of times. And we can, and I can, for myself, I can only remember Thailand once and Mexico maybe twice. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, like how much of that can you even fucking remember at this point? Like, yeah, yeah, like I can remember bits and pieces, but you're right, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think alcohol is hard on a guy's memory. It's, it's hard, hard on everything, man. It's hard on your soul. It just drains you dry, man. It really does. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to say, like, because I know I got a lot of friends that drink still, and like, we're still good buddies, and. I'm not saying everybody has a problem. No. I'm not saying everybody has a problem, but I mean, what do you think when you hear the word alcoholic? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I think of a person that gets up in the morning and starts fucking pounding the liquor and can't stop, has the shakes and can't function without booze. A hundred percent. Me too. I always think like alcoholic is like, oh, I wake up at 9 a.m. for myself drink and and drink like all day. And I was always told that vodka is the alcoholic's choice because yeah. apparently you can't smell it on your breath. Mind you, I never drank Which vodka. Which is probably bullshit. Which is probably <laughs> bullshit. But vodka used to make me so fucking violently ill that, yeah. ew. But yeah, I was always told that that was the alcoholic's choice. Yeah. And I mean, I was a full blown alcoholic. I mean, I still am. I don't think you ever really, it never really leaves you. Nah, fuck no. But I never got up in the morning and drank. No. That was never me. I wasn't. Like, a lot of people think an alcoholic is, like, angry, you know? Like, I was happy. I was having fun. Right? We were in the life of the party. We weren't fucking beating yeah. your wife and yelling at your kids. Like, we were good. We had, we had lots of fun. Yeah, it was, I mean, we thought it was fun. We thought it was no, fun. It but the fucking party's got to stop sometime, right? And then you're just stuck with this empire that you've just collapsed around yourself. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah, like, I didn't drink every day, but... I mean, every second day. Every second, every third. There were times where it was every second day for a month straight. Well, and it starts to lose its, like, you know, if you want to drink, it should be, oh, you're drinking, you're having a good time, you're seeing your friends, whatever. And when it starts to get to the point when you're drinking because you're sad, you're drinking because you're happy, you're drinking because you're celebrating, you're you're drinking because you're fucking bored. That's (laughs) a problem. That's a fucking problem. You're Like me, I used to fuck you being camp, be Friday night. I fucking drink by myself like why what was the point of that courtney yeah like that's a problem that is a problem it is i think yeah and, and a lot of people you know society is just alcohol is like rampant branded for everybody to go, oh you'll have a better time with it but really i don't know maybe i'm biased because i've seen both sides and <laughs> man you have so much more fun when you're sober yeah. Like, you can still do all this all this shit. And because people are laughing with you, not just at you and your bullshit antics. That was a big one for me. It's something that I needed to learn. That people mm-hmm. are actually laughing because they're enjoying your company. They're not just enjoying the fucking shit show you're bringing to the table because you're half in the bag. Yeah, true. So, I want to talk a bit about early sobriety. And uh, I'll start with you. How hard was it to stop drinking at first? put me on the spot <laughs> uh it was you know, the so the days weren't that bad so you know you get up i was working at a financial institution that will remain nameless at this time for now for now um i <laughs> you know it's not bad you get up you have your breakfast you go to work you deal with your whatever you come home you work out and then you're like oh man like i'm tired And once you've gotten that cycle of drinking for a long time, you do, you get tired. Like it's hard on you. So Monday to Friday was pretty good, but 
the Saturday, Friday night to about Sunday was a struggle. Um, especially when I was home alone, right? Like it's just me and my, me and my puppy dogs, if Blaine was working or whatever, it was hard. Um, I spent probably the first six months of my sobriety staying away from my phone on the weekends and playing the last of us and the last of us two video games, because I needed something to keep me busy, to keep my mind like from wandering to the dark side. Right. So yeah, like people think it's the Monday to Friday, like it's the weekends that were absolutely, they were hard in the beginning. They really were. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you think your, how was your uh, first, uh, what was the hardest part about sobriety for you? Early sobriety? Everything. Everything. (laughs) I honestly, when I first tried to get sober, the first time was like a year before I got sober. I remember that. And I, it was like New Year's Eve, you know, New Year's resolution. I was like, oh, I'm going to quit drinking. <laughs> I got drunk January 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you like, ever? It was so hard in the beginning. Like, I used to, I don't get these feelings anymore, but I did even up till probably like a year into my sober journey. Like, I would just have this feeling on Friday night. Like, I should be. Yeah. Like, up to no good. Up to no yeah. good. Yeah. And I hated that because I would have at early sobriety, I get that feeling like every day, every second day. And what I ended up doing was, like I said, with macaroni, you know, we'd get up five, 6 a.m. and we'd go for walks and go ice fishing. And I get it. So we were so tired (laughs) that when I got home and it was like, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night, like I was so exhausted that I'd just go to bed. And what I did was I tell myself when I wanted to drink, I'd be like, Hey, you can't get drunk tonight, but if you don't get drunk tonight, you can get drunk tomorrow. And I just kept telling myself that for probably the first month. And I would get up the next day at five. I'd do it again. I'd get home seven, eight o'clock at night, be exhausted and go, ah, you know, I want to drink, but I'm just going to go to bed and then I can drink tomorrow. And eventually, after it was about 30 days, I started not to have that feeling anymore of wanting to drink anymore. I was like, I'm having way more fun by myself with my dog on these, you know, the random local lakes that we have in the area. And then everything else started to get easier. You know, work was easier. Just everything, whole life was easier. Do you remember the feeling the first time you drove by the liquor store and didn't like get the inkling to look? It took me months to drive months, by the yeah. months to drive by the liquor store and not to like glance over and be like, eh. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was like months. Do you remember when? So we went fishing because we go fishing quite often with Blaine's dad and Prince Rupert and. Back in the day before we quit drinking, you know, you'd have a lot of drinks on the boat. You'd be having a good time, living your best life. One year uh, before I got sober, I challenged myself to sober September. Yeah. Everybody, like Joe Rogan always says like sober October, but I was like, oh, we just got back and I was just sick of drinking and feeling like shit and blah, 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 blah. And I think we got, I think I got like, what, maybe two weeks in? Yeah. And you, you son of a bitch, the worst person ever to hang out with when you're trying not to drink is your other half who's still a drinker, I might add. Yeah. So we went to a restaurant and I had just a fucking terrible day at work. And I remember you ordered a Moscow mule and I was just having a shit day. And I looked over that Moscow mule. I left that fucking restaurant in tears because I wanted to drink so bad. 
Yeah. So bad. I was weak. (laughs) (laughs) It was sober September and it was, yeah, like September 10th. Yeah, like it was. And like the saddest part is, is like those 10 days were the longest I was sober that (laughs) whole year until like December, you know? It's like 10 days. Like, oh man, how pathetic. Right? And then there's me. I'm fucking crying because I can't about because I fucking want to I want to drink so bad and I know I have to leave the restaurant or I'm going to drink. Yeah. I did make Sober September though. I fucking, I made it, I think I ended up going like 33 days. Yeah. Oh, and then I got absolutely fucking obliterated after that. But I mean, I still made it the 33 days. It was pretty rough. It was a little hairy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember that. And I just remember that feeling in that restaurant just being like, oh my God, I'm so fucking weak. Like I can feel, I can feel tears welling in my eyes. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? Like this isn't, yeah. this isn't good. So how long, at what date did you start to think like, you know, maybe this isn't just like a break from alcohol, but this is like, I think I'm going to be sober for, I don't want to say forever, but I mean, yeah, forever. Like this is my new life. I'm, I'm not looking back. Oh, fuck the day I quit drinking. The day? I knew it. I was like, I am tired. I, that's one thing about me is I have surprisingly good willpower. When I put my mind to something, I don't fuck around. It takes me a long time to get to that point. But once I put my finger on it, like I really, honestly, I woke up one day and I was like, I don't ever fucking want to feel like this again. Ever. That's that's crazy. And I, if till, if like, you know, like, you know, like I said, I don't want to say never say never, but like, if I can fucking go till the day I die, I will never drink again. I don't want to drink again. No, me neither. Me, it was about day 90. When (laughs) I hit 90, I was like, I'm going to hit a hundred and I'm never going to go back to this again. And I remember I even had, because like you said, the Prince Rupert. Yeah. I had beer in the fridge from Prince Rupert. Oh, that shit was rancid. That, it was. <laughs> it was terrible beer. I think my dad ended up drinking it. Oh, it was so gross. But I had it in the fridge and I like couldn't, I, until day 90, I didn't throw it away. Yeah. And on day 90, I was like, I'm never going to drink this. I cracked it open. I almost threw up. It was so gross, the smell. <laughs> yeah. I dumped it down the sink and threw it away. And I was like, I know for a fact that I'm not ever going to drink again. And now, like, I can say that, like, with confidence. I will never drink again. Oh, hell yeah. No matter what happens in life, I feel like in this past two years, I just have enough strength that it doesn't matter what happens, I won't. Well, and you know what? Like, we had, and then the last two years have not been easy. We have had a lot of fucking shit happen to us. Yeah. You know, like we have lost friends. We have, we had a bitch of a time selling our house. We, you know, like we've had, we've had troubles. Like we've had struggles. We've had like family problems. Like we've had tons of shit on the go. Like Christmas time alone. How many fucking people relapse at Christmas? Like we've had a lot of, a lot of stuff. But the thing is, is it's so weird that people relapse at Christmas. And I don't know. I think it has to do with maybe their family or something like that but i don't know like my family's not gonna make me relapse i love them <laughs> i don't know not me i don't know it's tough though right everybody it's tough for everybody. everybody's, everybody's different. got different dynamics like i come from a family of drinkers right so i'm the kind of the black sheep odd man out and that's a, i think that's something that people don't talk enough about is it is actually another reason like it's hard in the beginning when alcohol is so accepted like yeah. drink, drink, drink. Let's go for drinks. Oh, you want to go golfing? Let's go for drinks. You want to go to a movie? Like let's go for drinks after <laughs> dinner. Like you want to fucking go for a walk? Like we used to bring booze and like fucking like containers and hide th- like hide them in and go do stuff. 
Like yeah. alcohol is everywhere around you. And when you first get sober, your friends don't always get it, right? Because they're still drinking, doing their thing. And like a lot of them, I've had friends say to me like, oh, you didn't really have a problem. Like, ah, uh, you don't really know what goes on in my, in my real life there, friend. Like I appreciate the sentiment, but like it's alcohol is everywhere and it's hard to get around and it's hard to, it really makes you re like reevaluate those relationships with people that are a lot based around alcohol and that good time and that shit yeah. that comes with it. You know, a lot of people like I've had people say that to me too, like, oh, you didn't really, you weren't that bad and all this stuff. And so frustrating. Like, I hate when they say that to them, they didn't see it because I hid a lot of my drinking. Like, a lot. Right? I never advertised I was drinking. Like, if I was working, I wouldn't tell people I was drinking. Well, no shit. You want to keep a job. Yeah, it's like, you I don't fuck. want you to know that I'm hungover. Right? every second day. Right? Like, I'm sure if people look back now, they're, they can kind of probably see it. Oh, it's totally. Like, I don't know how the hell so I got I worked at a fucking financial institution. I don't know how the fuck I got away with it for so long. Yeah. There had to be some people to be like, I don't know about that. Like. Yeah. And I found... I've had conversations with friends, like, about how bad it was. Like, I've opened up to them, and they're like, oh, man, I didn't realize. And it's like, yeah, like, that's yeah. why I'm so, like, just proud of what I've got now, because it's not, I'm not the same. I'm, I'm different. And Life how, is different. How and, good does it feel to have gotten this far, right? Like, It feels amazing. It's, like, a night and day difference. Like, I honestly, almost some days I wake up, and I feel like a different human being. Yeah, I totally do. And I can't believe that I put so much time and so much attention into the shit that I used to that literally is the stupidest, most just like, like, I don't even know the right word, like almost like self-destructive behavior that literally never did us any good or myself any good. Yeah. And, and like, I, I also feel weird because there's a lot of people out there that have never met sober Blaine Courtney. Right? Like, so many, like, like good so friends and, like, people. people that we were fucking used to hang out with all the time. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like I need to go back and, like, meet these people and be like, hey, I'm Courtney, not shit-faced. What's up? Yeah, but it's also, like, some of them, it's like, I don't really want to meet them. Oh, it's like, oh totally, you're <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, I'm good. There's a reason those, those fucking doors <laughs> of fate were parted, right? Yeah. And I, over this past, especially this past, like, year, I've put a lot of work into just, I don't know how to say it, like just being peaceful, you know? Mm. Enjoying the little things in life. Cup of coffee in the morning. Oh, there is nothing better than a cup of coffee and a sunrise. Right? Like if you, if you haven't done it, just do it one day. Wake up before the sunrise, have a coffee and watch it. Turn your phone off and just watch it for 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, man. I don't know. It's little things like that that I just absolutely love. And it's the shit that you used to take for granted or the shit that I used to take for granted all the time that I'm now like looking back is like a fucking better version of myself being like, wow, look at that. Like the today even like, look at that snowfall. Like that snowfall is yeah. freaking crazy, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. Today it was like minus 30 snowing and blowing and we were outside trying to film some Macaroni Meadows content and like the snow was, and the wind was so cold, like, you could only be outside for, like, a minute. I know. But we just sat in the truck at Wilston Lake and just watched the snow come down. Like, it was cool. And, I mean, yeah, in the drinking days, there's no way I would have done that. 
Oh, I would be pissed. I'd be like, fuck, how am I going to get to the liquor store? I need booze. I'd be like, I'm cold. Fast the fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Always something in the glove box in the old truck. Oh, yeah. That was so bad. And that's one thing I feel so guilty about, you know. Like, I didn't... I drank and drove way, like... You try to keep it under control, but, man... You wouldn't. Oh, but I'd also like to say that Fort St. John, I'm calling you out, FSJ. You have no fucking taxis, so part of this is your own fucking fault. That's why. So that's not why a lot of people drink and drive, but it's part of the reason. I'm it's, just going to put that yeah, out there. I mean, yeah. They don't make it easy. They don't make it easy. So I'm just awesome. so happy that throughout those fucking shenanigans, neither one of us ended up with a Dewey. I don't know how. I don't know how. I really don't. <sighs> or ended up fucking hurting ourselves or somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And uh, yeah, now, I mean, we're just over two years sober. And like, I don't know, I can't explain the differences. And I, I hope this podcast, you know, we're going to dive deep into a bunch of stuff that has helped me become sober and, and continue to. And uh, I hope it reaches some people that maybe it can help them a bit. You know, I was, when I was in my addiction, it didn't matter what you said to me. I wasn't going to listen. Yeah. Like, at all. Uh, and every, like, all the cliches, you know, one day at a time and reach out and call somebody. I wasn't doing any of that shit. Well, and I, there was no way I was going to reach and out. And that's why when I quit drinking, because I quit drinking about a week before you did, I was so worried about that. Like, so fucking worried. Yeah. I was like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm not drinking anymore and I can't fucking be with somebody that does. Like, it's... It's crazy. You're not going to change unless you want to change. Yeah. And that's the crazy part is even in the beginning, like, if I wanted to drink, I would have. Even if you would have been like, I'm leaving you. I know you would have. That's why I was so fucking scared to pull the trigger and be like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. And thank God that something clicked and it stick this time. And look at it now, two years later. Right. The best, best decision I know I've ever made in my life. Oh, I mean, besides getting macaroni. <laughs> Which was also my fucking decision because I went and bought her behind your back because you didn't want another dog at the time. Yeah, I didn't want the dog. And now the dog is like your child. I'm pretty sure you breastfed it the night it came home after yeah. it puked all over the house because you fed it a bunch of dog food. Yeah, me and macaroni got a pretty tight relationship. <laughs> She's helped me with a lot of things. You know? She's a good girl. She's the best girl. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's been... Like I say, two years, and I'm going strong. And if I can help anybody, I'll try my best. And, I mean, I'm not going to open a rehab or anything. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I can just get this podcast out to there, and if this shit hits home with somebody, you know, maybe they'll keep listening and take some of the tips that uh, some of the shit I went through. Oh, yeah, 100%. Reach out anytime. I've had – I know you've had, like, quite a few people reach out just to be like, hey – I actually have a really great, had a really great support network too, just from like my online coaching and shit from like when I do Beachbody, which I thought was crazy. Like my coach actually, um, she was sober for, I think like two years before I got sober and like people like that, like somebody I hadn't even met in real life, but like Mm -hmm. was such a great resource and such a great, like, Hey, like these are things I did when I started. These are like things to help break that pattern. Like every person you reach out to they're never going to be like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna help you like we all want when you heal you want to help you want to heal other people yeah so i mean if you want to reach out anytime whatever like i same with you like i'm i would love to be like hey what's up like let's talk right and like 
I'm not going to lie, I'm a busy person. I got a full-time job. I have this, I call it a farm. I mean, it's just a little hobby farm. <laughs> but I got stuff to do around Macaroni Meadows. I got a YouTube channel. I have a lot of stuff on the go. So I'm not going to be able to hold your hand through sobriety. But I can give you tips to help you. If you want to talk, like I'm always here to talk. I'll talk. I'll talk till the sun comes up. <laughs> but the work, you got to put in the work. You got to want it yourself. There's, you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. So, but I hope this, uh, I hope this podcast gets out and can help some people anyway. Absolutely. And honestly, like it's, I was super nerve wracked to like, it was super nerve wracking to like the thought of like getting out and doing it, but like, it's coming pretty naturally. It feels really good. And I can't wait to do more of these. Like, this is, this is sick. I got some fun stories on the back burner. I've been oh. fucking cooking for 15 years. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I got stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to, we'll, we can't say people's names. Yeah. Probably, for, so we'll probably get them Because we'll probably get fucking mad, but. <laughs> people might lose their jobs. You never know. We'll, stories. we'll protect the semi-innocent. We'll protect the people that deserve to be protected. For the yeah. We'll, own just, asses we'll just use our names. We won't sell anybody else's yeah. secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the first episode of No Wasted Days. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing this. It, uh, it's a half hour went by just like that. going to try to keep these kind of short. I don't want to be like Joe Rogan and have five-hour-long conversation. Right. You'll, never wanna, you'll never want to listen to us talk to that one long. <laughs> but anyways, guys, if you like this, check out our uh, – we're going to have an Instagram page here that my lovely wife, Courtney, is going to get running. So – Check us out on Instagram. It's the No Waste Today's podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Fucking okay, right.